Hi, everybody. Welcome to our new episode of Tell Us What's in the Box. What is in the box today? What an MC Hammer song. Oh, my <laughs> <MC>. <laughs> no. That's why we're laughing right now. Yeah. Just, we're just getting ourselves pumped up for this intro with some MC Hammer. Can't touch this. Is yeah. this, this uh, movie? This, go ahead. In, intro what we're doing today, Joanna. What is in yeah, our box so, today? What is in our box today? Well, it is definitely not chocolate. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. Happy by Valentine's the way, everybody. everybody. Happy belated Valentine's Day. But I'm sure you can already guess what we're going to talk about. And if you already listened to the, to the previous ep- episode, then shush. We're going to be talking about My Bloody Valentine, uh, the, tw- the 2009 film directed by Patrick. Lucier. Lucier. My goodness. French names with R's at the end. I can't <laughs> do it. Uh, My Bloody Valentine by Patrick Lucier, starring Jensen Ackles. Uh, this is the remake of the original 1981 Canadian slasher. So not doing that one. And mm-hmm. we're not doing that one because I wanted to do the one with Jensen Ackles, and that was literally the only reason. Mm. So. <laughs> Is it Ackles or Ackles? Ackles? I don't know. I've always said Ackles. I don't know. Sorry, Jensen, if we <laughs> mangled your last name and you're I mean, having I to listen totally to this. I'm really bad We'll just call him Jensen. Let's just call him Jensen. Or call yeah. him Jensen. Jensen okay. from now on. Yeah. We'll just Jensen That's and we'll fine. just forget the last name. And, and considering my last name is weird, Delisle, like I, I totally get mm. that. So I, I think it's Akles, honestly. Okay. But, uh, but anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. This movie, this movie, you want to give us a, a rundown? A rundown. Yeah. So it's like old. It, literally is old mining town you know somewhere i want to say i don't know northeast it's pennsylvania oh and pennsylvania i was gonna say somewhere in the south but no uh in a mining town in pennsylvania and kind of the whole premises uh that like okay like how many years prior like 10 years prior okay so we have like taking place i don't I don't know the timeline very well because they're not very clear about it. Right. Okay. So from what I gather, so 11 years ago, okay, an accident happened in the mine and only one person survived. Five died. One person survived, this Harry Warden guy. And Jensen. killer? Yeah. Jensen. (laughs) Um played somebody who was down in the mine but because he screwed something up the mine exploded so he was partially responsible for like the explosion and stuff that happened the one guy who survived was in a coma for a year and then yeah harry warden and then he woke up killed a bunch of people in the hospital and then went back to the town as you do and killed a bunch of people and then the sheriff at the time and a couple other people killed him and then we jumped 10 years later after that 
So we have the mining incident a year later when the guy who woke up from the coma came and killed a bunch of people. And then 10 years later. Yes. Right. And we're still now what also wasn't clear to me, is there a familial connection between Tom and Harry? Like, are they father and son? they are father and son? Harry? Harry and Oh Tom? no, they aren't. Tom, oh, they uh, aren't. Okay. Uh, Tom, played by Jensen, is Henninger. Henninger. Okay. Henninger. I don't know. That's, that's his what dad I found. owned the mine. His dad owned the mine. Gotcha. Um, okay. And that's why he was coming back to town to sell it because he had inherited it because his father died. No wonder why the twist ending never worked on me the first time I watched this movie because I don't know, they made it seem like they were related. But, anyways, the very least, um, Tom and Harry, Tom, Dick, and Harry, no, just kidding, <laughs> worked in the same mind together. Right. Like they, yeah. Yeah. Right. They knew, they knew each other. They knew what happened. And of course, Tom associates all these horrible memories with the mine, right. you know, et, et cetera, et cetera, which then, you know, Harry Warden comes back into the mine and kills them. Right. Yep. Right. Exactly. So we kind of go, uh, like, we see things about the initial... Uh, we see first we see stuff about the initial accident where the miners died and then we see the hospital where Harry Warren's in a coma we see him wake up and then we jump to a bunch of kids having a party um, at the mine one of the tunnels um, which includes Jensen his girlfriend Sarah um, you know Tom aka mm -hmm. Jensen his girlfriend yeah. Sarah and then Axel and his girlfriend Irene mm -hmm. and the four of them go in there they're gonna party well then Harry shows up after he's gotten up from the coma starts killing a bunch of people as you do right which did we point out that uh, the probably the only reason why Harry Warden survived was because he killed his other miners to preserve air for himself yeah, that was the so, uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. So that's what straight they up suspected. established. Yeah. yeah. Dude's straight up like just a killer from right. the get get-go. But this movie does not shy away at just throwing a bunch of dead bodies like less than 10, 10 oh, minutes. Oh yeah. In, it was it was their huge. hearts ripped out. Yeah. And this movie yeah. was meant to be in 3D. So you could definitely mm -hmm. see that in some instances where it was supposed to jump out yeah. at you in 3D. When I saw this movie, it was in 3D in the theater. Oh, no. And I thought, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And you know what it still is? It's yeah. just so cheesy. It <laughs> is. It is. The 3D did not, I mean, it didn't really add anything in my opinion, like. You'd see that that's why they did some of the kills they did. So, you know, mm -hmm. like the pickaxe would come out at you in 3D or yeah. like the branch coming through the truck would be in 3D, you know, that sort of stuff. It you felt know. very like uh, Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much. I mean, the original came out around the, the same time, but I, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, you know, if they did any kind of like similar, like gory slasher shots mm -hmm. as this one, but it felt very much like 
Friday the 13th, all the way from the way um, that Jensen like walked in the suit, um, every, you know, all the swings with the pickaxe and everything, mm-hmm. just the unabashed, just bloodbath. So, yeah. Yes. But there are relationships in this. There are. There are. Screwed up, <laughs> they are messed up. So what we find out is, like, initially we had seen that, you know, Jensen was with Sarah. He's just going to be Jensen. I know his character's name is Tom. but <laughs> We're just going to call him Jensen. It, it's yeah. just okay. Jensen. Um, Jensen is with Sarah, who's Jamie King, who had been in, like, a ton of horror movies, mm-hmm. by the way. So, you know, Jensen is with Jamie, <laughs> uh, a.k.a. Sarah. And then you have Axel and Irene and the four of them. Well, when we cut to 10 years later... It turns out that Sarah has married Axel. So, you know, and they have a kid together. And because get, Jensen and, skipped town. Yeah, because Jensen like, skipped town. Mm-hmm. Um, we get a whole commentary monologue about how, like, Axel was there for her. It it's, was 10 years, Tom. Yeah, it was 10 <laughs> years. Damn. You wait for me to wait? Like, I mean, yeah, it was kind of, but, but one of the immediate things we found out about Askel is he's cheating on his wife. Yep. Um, with, with the cashier, like she works at a grocery store and apparently her parents own the grocery store because Sarah's Jensen parents says, own the grocery Sarah's store. Sarah's parents own the grocery store because Jensen says something about it, like still working at your parents' store. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah. And so Megan, the guy her husband is cheating on her with, is a cashier and works there too and all that stuff yeah um so we get we get that tidbit right away don't Um, you just love small mining towns yeah you know and it's just like (laughs) man you know so there's that so obviously it's like you know look at i mean they don't have a good relationship Sarah and Axel. No. We'll just we'll just start with that. Let's just start yeah. with that. Sarah, and I mean they they never have. Right. Really, because Sarah never really got over Tom because after the whole incident at the mine and nearly being pickaxed to death by Harry Warden, you know, as we talked about, Jensen skipped town. He just left for 10 years. And the only reason why he's back is because his dad died. He's now, he now owns the mine and he wants to sell it. The people are mad at him, et cetera, et cetera. Um, But there was always unfinished business between Tom and Sarah. But of course, Sarah moved on with her life. And as we learn from Jensen, Tom, um, like Axel always liked Sarah. Yeah, he was like always after her and stuff like that yeah. and whatever. So yeah, there was a, that thing. And he was obviously, mm. and Axel was obviously insecure. Because oh, he absolutely. took every opportunity to accuse her of like, like, like we think she doth protest too much because too much. he's accusing yeah. her of cheating when we all know he's screwing Megan. But isn't what isn't that what they say about cheaters though? Like sometimes yeah. their their own guilt comes up, but they can't own up to it because they're assholes. So they like project that um, yeah. to their partner, right. and it's just and and I mean that explains Axel in a nutshell. Um, 
Sarah is too good for him, even at the end when they make the googly eyes at each other, like, I love you. I love you too. I'm so glad you're not dead. And I'm going to look at you like, oh, I was wrong this entire time. I'm sorry I screwed Megan, who is now dead because Jensen killed her. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, that's their relationship in a nutshell. Yeah, it, it just was not broken marriage. Yeah, it's not great. Um, and 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 we just kind of forgot like Megan was pregnant. As oh, well. remember she told them that when he, um, he gave now him. I remember. Yeah, like you know when she gives him the chocolate, which is really weird. I mean, like I guess chocolate is okay, but like, do people still do that anymore? I mean, I don't know. It just seems I like mean, such a weird. I got chocolate for my boyfriend and on our first valentine no wait i got cannoli never mind okay. See, cannoli i <laughs> i got cannoli understand. and a one red rose so one red okay yeah you know yeah. That makes- oh and presents yeah i mean my <laughs> i mean my husband gets me chocolate but it's like huh. the good shit like the godiva like oh the yeah kind that you can not the one in like the red box. Yeah, in the like, red heart box. And you're like, why does my stomach hurt? Like, yeah, because then you just feel like because like he he would go to a place where you can actually pick the truffles you want. So he would mm-hmm. pick ones for me and stuff, and he would give me like a box of eight or whatever. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah, but it just feels like if you get one of those red boxes, it's like it just feels like. Do you have any ideas? Like, it just feels like you stopped at, like, a gas station on the way and picked up, like, one of those red heart boxes. I know, right. You know, that's, like, you know the scene in Legally Blonde after Elle's boyfriend broke up with her and she's eating eating chocolate (laughs) out of the thing? That's the only reason why you get anybody those chocolates because you know you're going to break up with them so then they have something to binge eat yeah like that's how cliche the red box of chocolate (laughs) yeah it's like so i hope you didn't do that for valentine's day i mean i suppose i mean i'm probably maybe offending somebody who's listening who's like shit i got my partner one of those red heart but if they like that if they like it that's cool right if they if they said oh i want one of those little heart boxes with chocolate in it that's cool because then you know you're giving them something they want it's just sort of like if you're like shit i didn't get them anything (laughs) you know like it just feels like one of those things when you when you forgot or you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you didn't know. That's like, or like, oh, crap. I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> and I know this isn't making it better. Gift. <laughs> yeah. But um, and, yeah, when she gives him that and he's like, oh, I didn't get you anything. And she's like, oh, don't worry. You already did. And then she like whispers, I'm pregnant. Like, we just forgot that, I guess. So <sighs> I guess he got out of that because she died. So I guess he has tom to thank for that <laughs> what it should have been the whole time was axel was the killer yeah they really they really with this plot yeah they really wanted you to like not know like they really wanted you to be like is it axel or is it tom is it Ax- yeah i mean down to the last confrontation i mean we're gonna be skipping around and spoiling just it's talking about whatever this yeah but well, and it's like so interesting because it's down to 
her two loves. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's really like, I mean, the whole premise of like my bloody Valentine. Yeah, I mean, I can yeah. add way more cheese onto it, but right. no, I, get, I get where your cheese was going there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was her two loves. It's Valentine's Day, you know. I mean, but the thing which is, which one is will like, she love until the end? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, which one isn't the psycho? They're both psychos in their own way. Yeah, they're <laughs> not cool. So, and yeah. we don't find out. I mean, I guess it's indicated they reconcile. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I, mean, I kind of hope they didn't. Like, yeah, she saved him because he wasn't the killer. But like, I yeah. kind of hope she was like, well, even though she's dead, you still cheated on me. Yeah. So I'm taking my son and, and bye. I'm going. Bye bye. Like, just because she, like, but would she help save each other and stuff? I don't think she ever knew. And now that Megan's dead, she'll never know. No, she, she, well, she didn't know she was pregnant. Oh, okay. But she does say to Axel, I saw, you know, the the Valentine's in the cabin. and Oh, at the very end. At the very end when she has the gun on Axel, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, baby. You know, I'm sorry about the, you know, like, okay. You know, it's sort of like, just because we have to get out of this together, and like we help each other to like survive doesn't mean I have to stay with you still because yeah. you still cheated on me. Yeah. Like just because she died doesn't make it any better. I mean, obviously something is yeah. going on, you know, like. You know what I say? Sequel, sequel, oh, sequel, sequel. <laughs> because Jensen didn't die at the end. No, we don't. <laughs> we, we get the super evil, like we see them. Uh, just chilling out like oh we survived and then you see like like Tom coming out with like the workers thing that he killed and he just kind of gives this like and then like Like off to the side yeah like just this like I don't know how to how to describe it but like dilated people yeah glazed eye overlook yeah glazed eye overlook now I mean Jensen is a good actor I'd Mm. argue Jensen (laughs) Jensen and um, Kevin Teague they're probably the best actors in it. Yeah. Um, so the acting was good. The acting yeah. wasn't bad. I thought Jensen did, um, you know, what he could do with that. And I thought he did yeah. it very well um, with the stuff that he was given um, and stuff. However, you know, I mean, it, it's it's cliched slasher. Just just go into that knowing that it's mm-hmm. it's cookie cutter pretty much. I mean, the, the kind of twist they put on it is that like you know, the 3D stuff, I guess, and, like, some of the kills and everything, and, you know, so they put it in in flavor, but not the actual, like, base of it. It's a slasher movie, you know, a whole bunch of people die, and so don't expect too much more from it than that, Um, you know, if if you go on into it, but, um, yeah, like, yeah, Yeah, but, you know, it's it's just kind of, it's, you know, like, Oh, you know, we're not doing anything for Valentine's Day. Hey, babe, you want to put on a stupid, scary movie and then just like guzzle mimosas? Like, this is that kind of movie. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. 
So we've kind of talked about like Sarah and Axel's relationship. And, you know, I think Sarah still had feelings for Tom too, if we're Mm going to talk about it. So, you know, it's just this complicated. And the thing is, I think that was probably the most like realistic part of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, not how they reacted and stuff, but the idea that there are these people who have known each other a long time and their relationships are complicated. Yeah. You know, like... You know, she dated Tom, now she's with Axel, but nothing with Tom got resolved. So, you know, I mean, the more you know somebody or you know groups of people, the more kind of complicated it can get if you Absolutely. start getting into relationships with stuff like that. Yeah, so I definitely saw yeah. that here. Yeah, like sharing friends and everything else but I totally agree it was so real and because it it was super relatable and I mean if you have if you know you haven't personally gone through that yourself you most likely know somebody who has you know and growing up and having to be the adults and then just you know struggling between your head and your heart to sound really, really cliched, but you know, we're talking about a cliche movie. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> what cliches abound, cliches abound. Yeah. You know, and there, you know, that was there at the very beginning. And then it's kind of mirrored a little bit like that too at the end. Cause if you think about it, you can argue that Jensen and Axel, like they are one half of that head heart decision equation, Mm -hmm. you know, Axel's the head and Jensen is the heart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And literally serving up hearts. Literally in heart, in heart shaped boxes filled with chocolate. You know, that's Mm -hmm. what's in the box today. Chocolate mm-hmm. and hearts, <laughs> chocolate, not chocolate hearts. <laughs> not chocolate hearts, chocolates yeah. and real hearts. Yeah. But yeah, you know, sometimes, and I've definitely have, have been there. Like if you listen to your heart, sometimes it is not always the best choice <laughs> and it's going to get you into deep shit, you yeah. know? So Axel very much the logical choice. Yeah. You know, Jensen is the heart, and then sometimes, you know, you the just gotta respect. You you just the heart. The heart's people. a psycho. Yeah, <laughs> you just, you people just gotta be pickaxes. like, just rip the heart out. Like, ah, fuck feelings, no more. <laughs> like, <laughs> but yeah, that's how. Yeah, I definitely see that three-way triangle relationship. Yeah, so. for sure. That that like complicated, multi-layered all that stuff going on. Yeah. Um, and we do, we can talk a minute about Irene, who was the fourth in that little group who we see later. Yeah. Um, you know, running, I mean, that the kudos to that actress. I mean, she was Harry, naked yeah. practically. No, she was naked the whole time. She was like, naked the entire the whole, time. The entire time she was on screen. You we know saw what? her clothed yeah. when they were like younger. Yeah, that was it. Like when you come back, like ten years later, we just she's just naked. Yeah, and uh, you know you can obviously tell that Irene has not had the best time. Um, yeah. Just with how she reacts to things, she's at this hotel and she's you know having sex with this trucker and all that stuff, and and then like he pays her money 
Uh, because she finds out he was she was re- he was recording them having sex and like anyone would yeah. be pissed off to find that out if they were if they were recorded without their permission. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was rightly effing angry about that, Absolutely. you know. Yeah. And he was just like she, you know, he's like, I'll pay you or whatever. And she's like, I'm not a whore yeah. or a hooker. I'm and hooker, he's yeah. like, well, you know, you are now. And he like tosses some money. So she gets pissed. And she runs Insulted out naked, twice. Like, yeah. yeah, naked with a gun. Like she doesn't bother to put clothes on. She just runs out there after him with a gun. It was like, I, I think that is like my favorite scene of the whole movie though. Cause she just runs out like a badass. Like, and, and she did put on seven. shoes, didn't she? Wasn't she wearing heels? Like, she was she wearing heels. heels. Yeah. To go out the door, but she didn't put on anything else. Close. She just No, was, because was, she was just like, fuck it. There is no time for this. He's going to get in his truck and leave. Yeah. He has to deliver the hall. So she threw on the heels she probably wore into the room and just tromped after him in heels and nothing else. Heels and a gun. Yeah. And then, and then we watch, uh, you know, uh, you know, Frank get it, Frank, the trucker. And then she gets, she gets a huge like chase scene, just gets, just gets the, the, the yeah. final girl, well, not final girl, but killer slasher uh, chase scene, you know, where she eventually dies and yeah. and whatnot, you know, it's, she it's tries all, to think her head and everything. But you can just tell, like, she hasn't probably had the best time in the intervening years. Yeah. Um, you know, right. when we see her again. Yeah, it's like what happened between like high school and now to where you're living this sort of hard life, yeah. you know, and like lived enough of a hard life to where she would go out and do that. Um, right. But I mean, we don't know what her life was really like, but, you know, as you were just saying, there's you can infer, make some educated guesses. Yeah, I mean, because you don't get much, but you can just guess that. I mean, she's treated like crap by this guy and and whatever. So, you know, you just kind of get the sense that she hasn't made the best choices yeah. in her life in the intervening 10 years um, in between when she was dating Axel and yeah. now. Um, and he does, um, you know, the deputy does comment on it to Axel when, when they have to go to the crime scene. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I know you dated her or whatever. Yep. Axel's like, yeah, that was a long time ago and stuff. You know, I mean, uh, Axel is the kind of guy that she would go for a jerk. It's true. Like, I don't know what happened that they just don't have contact or whatever. I mean, we don't know. Or I guess we're just left to to wonder why. Stood in front of him naked and threatened to shoot him. That could be it. Probably. Yeah, that could be. I mean, if that if that worked the first time, that would be my go to every single time. So, you know, I mean, there was (laughs) stuff in there. You know, there was some things, I mean, oh, we can talk about the, um, you know, let's, let's talk about the like older crowd, the Jim Burke and the bang. Yeah. The rough, rough old deputies and sheriffs that have like seen it all type. Yeah. You know, Um, they were there and, um, you know, they were the ones that kind of vigilante as Tom put it, took down, uh, Harry Warden and then covered it up. Yeah. And everything and um and 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 all that. So um, you know, you kind of get the sense uh you know that, that they 
I mean, they do talk a lot about in the movie about the town, mm-hmm. you know, like the community of the town and stuff. And, and Sarah says it, she's like, you know, this town relies on the mine and not just the town, but um, you know, the, the grocery clerks and everything, you know, we all rely on the mine in some way to keep everything yeah. going and all of us in business and everything like that. And then she points out that, um, yeah, they took care of each other. Like, you know, cause she's talking to Tom at the time and she was yeah. like, yeah, we took care of each other. You know, when you were gone, you know, we supported each other and all that stuff. So you get the sense that like, you know, that sense of, of, you know, we have to protect the town. We have to do this mm-hmm. thing is what kind of what motivated them to just kind of kill him, um, you know, and not take Harry Warden in the first time. Yeah. Um, just, just kill him, you know, cause they were protecting the town quote unquote. So they kind of just killed him, said that, said that there was a cave in or whatever and, uh, and, and hit it. And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, so yeah, I mean, I get the sense of what happened is Harry Warden did do that in the mine from, from, you know, just knowing the plot, you know, Harry Warden did that in the mine. He killed the others to save his heir and the explosion happened because Tom Jensen's character, um, you know, left the things, uh, didn't, didn't, uh, do something with the, with the. Uh, gas lines the methane lines that he should have or something yeah it was an explosion and so then he was you know and that caused a bunch of issues and he left and then a year later when he was at the party and all the killing happened with harry morgan that's when he found the stuff that harry morgan had harry warden sorry i said morgan harry warden had used yeah Cause it shows him at the grave that the older guys had made for him after they, you know, after the cave in and they killed him and stuff after he killed all, all the kids yeah. in, the, in the thing. Yes. So my guess is what happened was, is yeah, Harry Warden did all that. And he did that. in the first incident that they accused him of, you know, mm-hmm. killing all of them so he could conserve air, went into a coma. When he came out, he killed the hospital people, went and killed all those kids at the tunnel and everything. And then the older crowd, you know, Ben and, and Sheriff Burke came in and killed Harry Warden, buried him. But then Jensen found him. It showed. And he took the mask and mm. the, the pickaxe and all that stuff. And then peaced out for 10 years and then came back. Right. Well, seven <laughs> years. Yeah. Well, seven years he was in the mental institution, they point out that he was oh, yeah. in, in a mental hospital for seven years. Affected by that night when Harry right. Warden tried to kill him. So, yeah. Right. And then, so, you know, he decides to start killing people in the town 10 years yeah, later. Like he's, he's Just obviously cause. had a split from from reality because he obviously he's not aware he's the one that's doing it i don't yeah. think quite quite that's kind of how they indicate it in the movie mm-hmm. that he you know he's telling her he's behind you he's behind you and he sees him yeah behind her but it's obvious and the other two axel and singer are like what the like, there's, who? there's nobody there you know like and all that stuff you know, yeah. so he's obviously had like a reality break. 
yeah of some kind in in that instance so yeah where he becomes harry warden yeah where he like takes on that persona and just yeah and as most cliche horror slashers do there's no explanation to why (laughs) yeah why (laughs) Why that happened why he would take on the persona yeah yeah why he would take it on you know maybe trauma they're insinuating but you know all this stuff that starts, you know, whenever you see a movie that starts indicating mental illness, it's always suspect, you know. Oh, yeah. You always have to, you know, because it's, you know, mental illness is not, you know, the be all end all for, no. for killing people. You know, it's not even the, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, so you always have to kind of, you know, you always have to be suspect, you know, when they kind of go that route, because it's almost the, the lazy way out. It, it's extremely mm-hmm. lazy and ableist way out to, uh, to, to yeah. indicate that it's mental illness of some kind. Yeah, it's like, ooh, we, we just don't get it because they're crazy. Yeah. And it's like, it, mm, well, I mean, yeah. you can even explain crazy. I mean, why else would we have all these books and shows dedicated to serial killers? Like, right. You you can, I mean, you may not understand it, but you can explain it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and and you know, we don't even get why um, Harry Warden did what he did. Like, oh yeah, are you sure you can indicate that he was like selfish in that moment because he thought he was gonna die, right? Yeah. Like, okay, so the first time when Harry Warden is like down there, they're trapped. You know, people above are trying to rescue them, you know, and he's trapped with five other people and he kills them to preserve his own heirs so he can survive. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can imagine that that was a a desperate thing, whatever, yeah. right? Um, but so then what causes him to wake up and then just go slaughtering a bunch of people in a, in a minor outfit? Yeah. You know, there's no like like correlation between the two don't forget all the people he slaughtered at the hospital and ripped all of their hearts out and it's like did you get a scalpel from somewhere how could you do this so quickly not to mention all the art you know which was beautifully done all the makeup but it's like oh yeah the the ribs were cracked open yeah (laughs) you know like so you you know there was a leap from hey this guy killed a bunch of people to preserve himself Two, he wakes up from a coma a year later, yeah. slaughters a bunch of people at a hospital, and it wasn't no small number. Like, it was like I mean, everybody you were on walking the- down the hallway yeah. and you just saw dead bodies. Yeah. And, and then, then he goes the back heart to over the, the nurse's head. Yeah. yeah. And and then yeah, and then he just goes and slaughters some more. So there's some sort of you know, because we don't get an indication of like, was he aggressive before? Like had he killed people? Like, was there any did he, that he, did he just this? snap down there? Yeah, because yeah, like, you go from this. Yeah, did he just did he just have a, a psychotic break from somewhere? And even then, you're going the mental illness route, which is you still get explain how he goes. Okay, okay, he killed people yeah. to preserve his own heir. To he wakes up a year later and just slaughters a messload of people. Yeah, everywhere in a miner's <laughs> outfit with a pickaxe very quickly. Like, yeah, and then, you know, and then, you know, what was Jensen's character's thing? Like, was he, 
you know, was it because of those events and he felt guilty that kind of gave him that break from reality? And or maybe he was like, the... sorry, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I was just yeah. going to say, you know, and like seeing the outfit brought it, you know, created some of that persona for, I don't know. Or maybe he was just like, hmm, I want to sell this town, but they don't want me to sell it. This might be a problem. <laughs> Just so he could sell, like, sell the town, sell sell the mining. Yeah, sell the mining. I mean, so like when it comes to like a crazed killer like this, right? right. And I'm going to take us back to our very first episode on this podcast. American Psycho. American Psycho, right? He was somebody that like, he, he didn't kill indiscriminately, but he was a serial killer, right? right. And, but yet we had an understanding kind of of why, but ultimately that understanding was just like, no, 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 he's literally like this. This brings him joy. Right. And that's terrifying. Right. Well, he's, he's, he was a <laughs> psychopath, which yes. is completely, you know, and because he was a psychopath, he has trouble with, you know, empathy mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And he kind of relieved it by, you know, all these killings and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and, and so you kind of understood that, you know, s- you know, psychopathy is while it's rare, mm-hmm. um, is a thing that can happen. Um, so, you, you know, you could kind of understand that he had this thing and instead of getting help for it, you know, because you can actually get get medication and you mm-hmm. can be help, get help if you have psych- psychopathy, you know, um, you can, you know, and yeah. it, it is it is treatable. So he didn't. He turned into a serial killer trying to deal with not being understood or feeling, you know, and at the end he's just screaming for attention and no one listens yeah. to him. And it's just absolutely. Yeah. Manic. But, you know? Yeah. But that's the way it, like, I feel the killers in my blood of Valentine should have been portrayed, but again, it's not that kind of movie. So we're just right. left to speculate why. And I mean, right. I would think if you spend seven plus years in a mental asylum, you know, they just don't let you out. <laughs> right. Unless you're yeah. proven. Unless, yeah. unless you're good. Right. So that almost makes me think like, right. oh, did Jensen escape? Like- <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, well, honestly, I'll be real. Like our, our mental health facilities are not. Oh, any- Yeah. You know, let's I mean, be I, I know from experience, high school it, story, I won't even get, get yeah, into. It's it not sucks. great. So yeah. I can easily believe that even if he was not ready to leave, they would have, they, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, you know, bureaucracy, understaffed, mm-hmm. how we view mental health to begin with. So to me, yeah. that's actually not a stretch that maybe he just didn't get released because he was all good, but just because... Yeah, they needed the space, or they spent seven years trying to make him better, and they couldn't, and they were just like, "Oh well," you know, like, it, yeah, absolutely, you know. So, so he was. Just, I don't know. So, you know, that's just a sad commentary yeah. on m- the mental health system to begin yeah. with. So, 
But yeah, I mean, honestly, this whole thing, I mean, we've been able to talk about some of the relationships and and kind of the depth in it. Mm -hmm. But I think that's kind of in spite of everything, because I think this whole movie was just about the kills anyway. Absolutely. I I mean, mean, you you would have put it in 3D for nothing. But yeah, I just thought of a conspiracy theory involving Tom and why and why he might have like tried to. Um escape or get out oh. of the, out of the hospital so like mm. they tell him that his dad died and he knows oh shit i own the mine now if i get money i don't have to stay here anymore i can just move elsewhere right <laughs> but the people were going to get in his way so he needed to kill them All right <laughs> so you think he had like uh yeah like that could be that could be it too <laughs> This is where my brain goes. I yeah, have to put you know, he's like, it. he's like, you guys are in my way, but, but yeah, in my way. <laughs> not anymore. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some of the kills in this were pretty. Uh, they were, were pretty gnarly. Yeah, I mean, the sure. very first one, like, and this is the one that I remember from when I saw it in in theaters. Just the eyeball, like straight out. Oh yeah, yeah, straight out from the pickaxe in the back. Yeah. And everything. Yeah, that one. And then, like, the lady who owned the hotel just got it, like, right up the crotch, I think. Got the pickup, like, right oh, up the crotch. Yes. And he just, like, lifted her up. And then they found her in the dryer later. Yeah, uh-huh. They found her in the dryer. Oh, no, yeah. that was the that was the okay. nanny. That was the nanny? Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was the nanny Rosa later on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but she yeah. was in the dryer. She got mm-hmm. killed and put in the dryer. And she was, like, all burned to shit and whatever. Um, and then the old sheriff got it in the jaw and yeah. like ripped off the whole bottom of his jaw. Yeah. Um, there was the one chick at the beginning with the uh, shovel. Oh, in, yeah. In yeah. The shovel cut off yeah. half her head, you know. So yeah. this was this was really all about the kills. all about the, the kills and, and the stuff gore like that. Yeah. And, and, and the gore and stuff like that. I'm sure in 3D, the blood would have come out at literally you. spur under your face yeah, yeah like but oh, i mean so... for a slasher like they definitely were not afraid to go there and like from the very beginning just hospital filled with fresh dead bodies yeah you know, it's like I oh mean, it's gonna be that kind of movie okay oh um, yeah just just filled <laughs> you know i mean if you're gonna do a slasher you gotta do it i think yeah you got to. You got to go to. there. So, like, if it's a slasher, people want to see the kills. Yeah. Like, they do. Like, I mean, that's that's what it's for. If you're going to have a slasher killing a bunch of people, they got to be interesting kills. They got to be yeah. gory kills. They got to be, you know, gimmicky kills even, you know. I mean, you just have to go that way. So I like, can't really blame them for that. Like, when, when the guy's head, like, his eye is, like, right there near yeah. the pickaxe and then he just looks at it and then he's like oh shit, oh, shit. yeah right? yeah and then he just yeah. gets yeah what i really liked was the because whoever did like you said the makeup and everything yeah. was fantastic the it, blood and then, it was amazing whoever did it um so kudos if the person who did the the blood and the and the the makeup and the special effects for my bloody valentine stunt, listens to don't work yeah especially that one scene where he's hitting the light bulbs to break them and yeah. then when they short out it shows him as the minor that's like yeah. other than that was good naked irene 
that's yeah. my other favorite scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I liked, it was a little detail of, like, you talked about the shovel kill. Yeah. When he killed her, like, you see half her head start to slide off yes. the shovel. I was, like, slick. And it just sits on yeah, the Yeah, that was slick. That was slick. That was, yeah. Really, but... Yeah, that was slick. So, you know, it was real good stuff in there. Real good stuff in there. And I had read somewhere that this was supposed to be, like, amongst a bunch of, like, holiday-themed slasher stuff. Oh, really? I think so. And like, it, it never happened? I think, you know, I think it had to do with Halloween, honestly. Oh. Halloween came out in what year? Oh, the new one. I think the or- no, the original. I'm talking the original one. Oh, the yeah, uh, that came out in 1979, right? And Isn't the original it, yeah. of this came out in 1981. Yeah. So I think um, this was supposed to be um, holiday slash. Danny is researching right now. Yeah, I'm we need, like we need an assistant now. I think assistant <laughs> yeah we need yeah. yeah like i think it was supposed to like fit into but like <laughs> well i just found out that quentin tarantino's favorite is my bloody valentine oh that actually. makes sense because when we were talking about everything i had a thought in the back of my mind that was like oh so technically every quentin tarantino film is is a slasher then like yeah with the amount of blood and with stuff. the amount of blood that just splurts everywhere no um, i can't find anything on it real hmm. quick but but i mean if you think i mean we've done we did, we did My Bloody Valentine. Then you have like Black Christmas. Yeah. And then you have Halloween, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, we did Thanksgiving. We did Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, Technically, we have one for you the summer. You got Leprechaun. Oh, Leprechaun. Oh, my is that, God. Is that for, for St. Patty's Day? Oh, my God. I don't know if I can handle that. <laughs> oh, no. Come on. It's more <laughs> like Davis. Like... Young Jennifer Aniston. Oh, shit. You know, I guess in our first year of being a podcast, we, we might as well get all of these just out the door, right? <laughs> because, because we can't do them every year. So. I am the leprechaun. Okay, never mind. That's it. I'm done. Okay, wait. So is there, there is an Easter Bunny slasher, I think. Is there? I'm pretty sure. So now we're on the topic. It makes us think of of holiday slasher, Easter slasher movie. Okay, here we go. Easter bunny kill kill. Oh, there's a lot. (laughs) Serial rabbit. Every year on Easter, a brutal serial killer stalks Texas searching for victims lacking spiritual awareness. What? Yes, I want to watch that. <laughs> Easter casket? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Right. Critters 2 was an Easter movie. Oh my God. Oh my God. It was the bunny rabbit kill. Yes. The guy dressed up as the shirt just as a bunny rabbit. Oh my God. And Critters 2. Is there a 4th of July one? I'm sure there is. Oh, no, Jaws. Jaws was over 4th oh, yeah. July weekend. Not strictly, you know, but like over the holiday. Yeah. Oh, so 
Easter Bunny Kill Kill actually sounds pretty wholesome. So a murderer wearing a rabbit mask extracts revenge against the abusers of a handicapped child. Oh. I'm on the side of the rabbit for that one. (laughs) Peter Rottentail. Peter. And there's Cottontail with a K. A farmer begins to transform into a murderous bunny after getting bit by a genetically mutated rabbit. (laughs) Easter Bunny bloodbath. Oh, yes. 20 years ago, young Peter McKay watched his father decapitate his sister on Easter morning. Peter never celebrated the Easter holiday again until now. Dun, dun, dun. This is okay, cool. I guess we may have to. We're gonna have to pick out a pick one, one of these. Of these. <laughs> but yeah, you know, how do you feel about these kind of gimmicky? You know, like my bloody Valentine or Black Christmas or Thanksgiving. You know, they're all kind of like, you know, around a a theme. You know, I like, mean, considering that you know we're all about relationships in whatever form that may be and the fact that we're still able to talk as much as we do about these kind of like silly cliched slashers I think still says a lot yeah I mean I think it's part of the I mean okay when I say slasher movie Mm -hmm. what are if I say Joanna I'm making a slasher movie what are the things that I have to have? Lots of blood. What would you say? What Lots of blood. Say? Blood. Very okay. like clean kills as in don't go in for the kill and cut away. You show all of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Very don't boring. shy away from the kill. Um, characters making stupid decisions. Uh-huh. You know, let's party in mine. Um, and you got to have some kind of romance, romantic interest. Maybe drugs and booze. Yeah. Right. If it's, if it's a slasher, and I yeah. and I would also argue that you have to have the slasher outfit. Oh, the yeah. slasher has to have <laughs> something. You have to have Jason Voorhees' mask. You have to have Freddy's claws. Yeah. You know, you have to have the Candyman's hook and the bees. Yeah. You know, you have to have you have to have that 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 look. Yeah, that you know that that signature look. Mm-hmm. Like in this case, you know they had a pickaxe and and a miner's mask. Yeah, um, you know, and the and character like the the killer when they are killing, they have to be like in that outfit. It's like when a superhero is fighting crime, he has he or she they have to be in the superhero outfit. Otherwise, right. it's like no, they're a totally different person, totally different character. Yeah, right. You know, so it's kind of interesting. So, so when you talk about that, is there really a way that a slasher could be like too gimmicky or like too, too out there? You know, I mean, is it? I still maintain like, I mean, let's admit that the the Valentine's Day theme in this was very tenuous at best yeah you we could have gotten the same thing out of it without the my bloody valentine i think it just probably the idea and you know again should watch the original but it could have been just a bunch of people going we need a valentine's day film 
and we need to make it scary. Oh, dude who rips people's hearts out and that's his whole gimmick. Okay, got it. You know, it's right. a very I mean, loose if connection. See, yeah. here's my thing. Like, if you're going to do something that's like around a holiday, like, and you're going to be like, it's a Valentine's Day. It's around Valentine's Day. And yeah, they put some chocolate in there, ripping hearts out. And, mm-hmm. and when the date of things happened. But that's about it. Like, why not just go there? Why not have the slasher, yeah. like, use some sort of Valentine's Day thing, you know? Yeah. Like, to kill people with, like... You're poisoning their chocolates. And then they're getting yeah, shipped to or, grocery stores everywhere. Right, you know? or and, and, like, the reason they're slashing is something having to do with Valentine's Day. Like, they got jilted, so, like... Yeah. Now, whenever they see or... Or, you know, if you're kind of like Freddy and they're kind of like a vengeful spirit, maybe they got killed on Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. So now on Valentine's Day, their spirit comes back to like kill all the happy couples celebrating Valentine's Day. See, but that's know? too gimmicky though. I think. No, you think. <laughs> like, why not go there? I mean, I say like go. Well, okay. If you go there, then it's got to be like at the level of humor as Thanksgiving. All right. Like it has to be like that for it to work. It has to just be fucking absurdist. Absurdist. (laughs) Like I'm laughing so hard I can't breathe. Hysterical. You know, like what the hell am I watching? Yeah. It can't be. Because that a dude dressed up as Cupid. Like, you know, like. I can't do it anymore. I'm trying to do the turkey thing. The turkey. I think I was only oh meant, meant, meant to do Master it of disguise. That <laughs> fucking turkey. Master of disguise. Anyways, what the heck was I talking about? Oh, so if, if it's like you're trying to do like a serious, scary slasher, but you do like a gimmick that is totally on the nose like that, it's going to come across like totally cliched and lame. The other thing you could do is completely ditch the gimmick, which you could have done with my bloody Valentine. Yeah, you could have just had it be like and it would have worked without it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like they tried to make it not that bad type of gimmicky, but they went in the wrong direction with it. Mm. <laughs> they tried to make it a little funny, but I mean, <laughs> they got they got they got the kills. And I mean, if you don't have the kills on a slasher, then you're not a slasher. You're not a slasher. You're yeah. A slasher. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, slash a slasher movie. I mean, because people talk about like, well, well, what do you consider a slasher then? Would something like it follows count as a slasher? But it's not, I mean, mm. I feel like it's like it's like a a a like a certain amount of camp that a slasher needs to have. Yeah, you know, you can have a high body count Mm -hmm. and gruesome kills and be a thriller. I mean, would you consider Saw a slasher? slasher? Oh yes, yeah. Okay, without hesitation, Saw is a slasher because the focus is on death on people dying. And I think that ultimately is what a slasher needs to have. It's got the blood. It's got the funky kills. I mean, all the traps and everything. Mm -hmm. You've got your slasher in Jigsaw. But it's not campy. Um, Right. And he's got the the mask thing. So you still have some sort of recognizable 
you know, do you want to play a game? Kind of, he still has that, that, you know, other slashers have. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, so, so you don't feel like a slasher has to be like hands on. No. Jason or Freddie. No. As long I mean, technically slasher was still hands on. He built all of those traps. He's there somewhere. You just can't see him. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It just hands I mean, on, like, in a hands on, way. like you know, yeah. you chop them yourself, and yeah, you know, no, whatever. I don't, I don't think like a slasher needs to be hands on like that. No, mm-hmm. I mean, technically, Freddy Krueger only got people in their dreams. True, you know. True, yeah, that's true. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I mean. I'm also thinking of like urban legend and like along those Mm -hmm. lines and stuff too that are definitely slashers and like scream and like the ones that kind of make, you know, kind of making fun of slashers and stuff like that. You know, they have to have a certain level of that, of that camp, you know, because if you look at scream, you've got the, the, you know, the mask ghost, ghost face. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's got to have those elements. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna have that sort of thing, then yeah, I think you mm-hmm. have to have those things. And in that respect, I think my buddy Valentine definitely delivered in yeah. that sense. Very much it did. You know? Yeah. I don't think it's up in, in the pantheon of, of great slashers, no. <laughs> you know, but you know, it definitely did that. Yeah, it was. I mean, again, I, I probably maybe have since I first saw it in theaters, maybe watched it one time since watching it again as a refresh for this episode. And at least I still had the same reactions to it, um, like emotionally into the imagery and everything. So in that regard, this movie definitely holds up very well. It nailed the slasher aesthetic, um, where now I'm much further along in my writing career and studies and all of that. I don't look at the at the script the same way. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, and according to stuff I've read, you know, people lauded the performances mm-hmm. and the effects and stuff as we did, but they did pan like the screenplay and, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, but I thought the performances were by they and were large good. good. Yeah. Um, That's, you know, and everything yeah. like that. So, and I thought, you know, this, despite how, you know, the gimmicky portions of it, we still got some characterization in there yeah um between especially between the main three because some of the other people you know just were there to kind of die yeah um but but you know you did get a sense that they loved the town they were doing things for the sense of the town the town was greatly affected by these events yeah um that happened and then you've got like all the complicated relationships between uh jensen's character tom and sarah and axel so, you know, there was stuff in there. Yeah. There was definitely stuff in there, despite it being a slasher with lots of gory kills and stuff like that. So that's that's definitely bonus in the favor. And I will grant more than some horror movies try to do, let's be honest. So, yeah. You know, so it's worth it. It's worth the, you know, it, it was rent for like $4. So I definitely oh, yeah. think it was worth that rental. Yeah. Um, you know, like this is, I look out, 
at this movie as something like it's a good rental or like hey let's you know do valentine's day theme something let's watch this this movie this is one of those ones you know that's easy to come back to like every so often yeah for sure it doesn't it doesn't make you angry that you're like i'm never gonna watch this movie ever again yeah like you know it's like some other ones did (laughs) like yeah the lodge for for me i don't want to watch that one ever again (laughs) watch that again (laughs) yeah traumatizing right (laughs) yeah so for sure yeah so hey if you you out there y'all have some holiday slashers what are your favorites yeah um have you seen my bloody valentine have you seen the original should we watch the original absolutely Uh, should we do that (laughs) should we do that you know um you know let us know um what holiday slashers out there that we have to do you know have you seen the original you know should we watch that as well yeah and yeah let us know talk to us and that's kind of our thoughts now on this. taking requests because we have to start scheduling some future episodes so. yeah we do get them in um, before we choose for you yeah <laughs> um speaking of that next time yeah what are we doing next <laughs> we're doing uh chew uh which is uh from image comics their comic books uh chew from image comics written by john layman and illustrated by rob gillory um, it ran from June 2009 to November 2016. Um, we'll be doing the first 20 issues of it, like kind of like the first couple volumes and talking about that. Um, so if you're a fan of those, be sure to turn in. Um, they're really fun and interesting. This is not a new thing for me. Um, I've read them. I think it's new for Joanna. Yeah, it's new for me. I've not read them before. I'm excited. Um, I'm really excited. <laughs> It's really good. Um, so be sure to tune in and uh, check out that. Um, you can have an opportunity. That's why we tell you what we're doing. So mm-hmm. if you're interested, you can kind of like get a hold of it yeah. if you don't know it. And so you're ready for when the podcast comes out. Um, so yeah. Um, so let us know. Uh, follow us on Twitter at the box underscore podcast. Um, tweet at us. Let us know what's going on, what you thought. Uh, my buddy valentine or others or what you think of chew or something that we should do next whatever um you can listen to us on what you're listening to us on now i imagine but you can also find us on stitcher spotify apple podcasts and podbean as well so if you clicked on this podcast from twitter congratulations you found podbean (laughs) indeed Yeah, so definitely we hope you had a great Valentine's Day and weren't pickaxed to death and, <laughs> or anything like that. And <laughs> if if you were and you are listening to this from Beyond the Grave, um, also let us know. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> let us know that as well. If, if we are popular amongst the not living among crowd. the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs>